Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. with Wings Productions presents the Skylark Bell Skydive. I'm your host, Melissa Oliveri. Skydive is the third and final book in the Skylark trilogy, and in it we will be revisiting the story from the perspective of Farfalla and gaining insight on her life and her motivations. In today's episode, we read Chapter 1, The Fabric of Nature, in which we're introduced to Farfalla's vibrant childhood at Meadow Lane. Today's podcast partner is fellow Bupod Network member, The Haunted UK Podcast. You may recognize the name from collaborations we've done in the past. The Haunted UK is now in its third season of exploring a variety of fascinating and sometimes terrifying topics. Be sure to check the show notes for a link. Now it's time to settle in. Grab a blanket and a warm drink, and let's get started. June 24th, 1919 Papa's name is Nathaniel Shearwater. He's a large, loud man, and I think sometimes people are a little bit afraid of him. But once they take a moment to get to know him, they realize he's kind and fair. He loves Mama and Paloma and me more than anything in the world. Papa's a hard worker. I'm sure he's tired when he gets home, but he always takes the time to ask about our day and tell us a funny story. My favorite thing about Papa is his big, strong hands. His skin is rough from years of handling construction materials. But when he holds my little hand in his, I feel safe and loved like nothing bad could ever happen. Mama's name is Evelyn Ann Shearwater. Such a pretty name, isn't it? Papa says Mama is a sensible and practical woman. Even her straight, dark brown hair is sensible. Not at all like my wild, wavy, bright red locks. Those are about as sensible and practical as I am. Mama grew up near the city, She doesn't love nature and animals like I do. I think she just doesn't understand. She loves to cook and entertain, throw parties and have guests over for dinner. She likes to make everything perfect, cooking elaborate meals and lighting the candles just so, placing the pillow on the couch in exactly the right spot. I think that may be why she likes to volunteer at the library, too 
because everything is so organized. Mama and I are very different, but I love her dearly. Then there's my sister, Paloma. She's two years younger than I am. Paloma is a dreamer. She wants to be an artist and move to the big city. She's not so interested in the beautiful world outside, the leaves, the animals, the clouds. She's more interested in the world inside her head, or inside whatever book she's reading. We don't play together all that much, but we do love sitting by the fire while Mama reads us stories, or hopping on Papa's lap when he comes home from work and telling him all about our day. Then, of course, there's me, Farfalla. Farfalla means butterfly. Did you know that already? Papa says I was aptly named since I flutter about outside all day. Mama says I muddy up my skirts too much. Paloma just rolls her eyes at me, then sticks her nose back in her book. It's fascinating how butterflies transform from caterpillars. People transform, too. It's hard to understand what happens inside the cocoon for the caterpillar to change so completely. Just like it's hard to understand sometimes how someone can go from a happy, innocent child to something else. Perhaps by the end, you will understand. Summer is my favorite season. Every morning I wake up before sunrise so I can listen to the birds. The red-winged blackbirds are my favorite. They have such beautiful voices. Papa says I have a beautiful voice too. He says it's hypnotic. I'm not sure what that means, but I think it's a compliment. He laughed when I told him it was the red-winged blackbirds that taught me how to sing. I don't tell him things like that anymore. I don't tell anyone. Not people, anyway. Now I only tell my secrets to the birds. They don't laugh. Today I'm going to sit under the lilac bush and finish making my crown. The first time I tried to make one, it fell apart. But now I have it figured out. I found some old bare vines that were climbing up the oak tree in the front yard, and when I tugged them loose, a few twigs broke off the tree. I've been twisting the vines together and working the twigs into the spaces between them. It's a work of art. Now I'm going to add some wildflowers I collected before breakfast. Daisies, buttercups, violets. I even managed to get a wild rose without pricking my finger. Maybe I'll add some more. They smell so beautiful. Mama has been reading me a book called The Sky Lark Bell. She always stops reading about two-thirds of the way through. She says things get too sad after that part. But in the beginning, it's happy and beautiful. The bell wears a crown made of vines and twigs. Hers is silver, but I don't know how to turn mine silver. They say the bell has a beautiful voice, too, and that she is friends with the birds and animals, just like me. I wish I was the Skylark Bell. Mama read the book to Paloma and I last winter as well. We sat by the fire downstairs and listened to her long after the sky went dark, begging for one more chapter each time she would stop to tell us it was time for bed. Paloma didn't want Mama to read it again. She didn't like that Mama wouldn't finish the whole story. 
So Paloma just goes up to her room to read her own books, and Mama and I sit in the rocking chairs while she reads the first part to me over and over. Sometimes I skip over to Mirror Pond and pretend I am the bell walking out of the ocean. It's such a romantic idea, isn't it? That a beautiful woman with magical powers would walk out of the ocean one day and everyone in the village would fall in love with her. Well, at least they loved her for a little while. Today the sky is the most dazzling shade of blue with puffy white clouds here and there. I think Papa would say Mirror Pond is aptly named as well, since the blue sky and puffy white clouds are perfectly reflected on its surface. Sometimes I sit out on the large rock in the middle of the pond and stay perfectly still. For some reason, I feel like a prince will appear on this big, brave horse and take me away to a magical land. So far it hasn't happened, but today I'm wearing a crown so I feel like my chances may have improved slightly. Bala, it's time for lunch! Somehow Mama's voice can echo to the ends of the earth if she needs it to. No prince again today. One day he will appear. I can feel it in my bones. But for now I should probably go home and get some lunch before Mama gets upset. She'll already be cross that the bottom of my skirts got wet in the pond. Maybe I'll walk through the apple orchard on my way home and see how the fruit is coming along. Then I can hide my crown inside the old shed so Paloma doesn't get a hold of it. Fala lunch! I'd better go. The girl races across the quarry, her long red hair trailing behind her like a flag. She skips through the fence poles into the field behind her house and races to the apple orchard. There she slows down to a walk, closes her eyes, and inhales the sweet perfume. The blossoms dropped weeks ago, but her memory of them is vivid, and if she closes her eyes it's like traveling back in time to spring. Fala, lunch, now! Her mother's voice carries on the wind, startling her out of her reverie. The girl groans and picks up the pace until she reaches the back door of the house. She lets herself in and is immediately greeted by her mother's exasperated face. Farfalla Isabella Shearwater, look at those skirts. I told you not to wade into the pond. But Mama, it's the only way to get onto the rock and the rock is the only place to sit where I can watch the turtles and frogs and birds. When I'm on the rock, it's like I'm invisible. They act like I'm not even there. It's magical. Mrs. Shearwater rolls her eyes, but a smile curls the corner of her mouth. She turns away from her daughter lest she notice. All right, my little magician, why don't you vanish up to your room and go change out of those dirty, wet clothes? Then hurry down. You'll be lucky if your lunch is even lukewarm at this point. The girl races up the stairs and down the hallway to her bedroom. She opens up her wardrobe and hastily slips into a new dress before heading back down to the dining room. Hi, Fala. I already ate all my lunch, but I'll still sit with you, says her younger sister. Thanks, Paloma, says the girl, lowering herself into her chair. 
She smiles at her sister and digs into the plate full of freshly roasted corn on the cob. Oh, Farfalla, you eat like a wild child, says her mother, walking into the room. I think you've been spending too much time outside with the animals. Farfalla looks up at her mother, pieces of corn stuck to her face. She sheepishly takes her napkin and wipes her mouth. Sorry, Mama, <laughs> I'm just very hungry. Her mother's face softens as she leans in and kisses the top of her daughter's head. Perhaps next time you'll come home on time for lunch, so you're not so hungry, she says with a wink. Farfalla sheepishly finishes her food and brings her plate to the sink. She and Paloma do the washing up and she heads back outside. The fox cubs come out of their den to play in the afternoon, and she doesn't want to miss it. She runs to the front yard and climbs up the big oak tree, the perfect perch from which to watch the foxes frolic and play. Farfalla leans her head against the trunk of the tree. It has been a steadfast friend her whole life, always standing guard, a protector. Sometimes, if she sits very still and very silent, she swears she can hear a haunting tune emanating from it, like it is singing her name. Thank you so much for listening. Join me next week for Chapter 2, The Nightmare, in which we learn more about Farfalla's strange and frightening recurring dream. The Skylark Bell is brought to you by Fate and Starling Publishing and features original music by Canal. If you're enjoying this story, please consider leaving a rating or a review. They're both greatly appreciated. You can also gain access to ad-free episodes of The Skylark Bell by supporting my work on Patreon. You'll also get early access to episodes, as well as MP3 downloads of the music from the podcast and more. Just check the show notes for all necessary links. Once again, thank you for listening. I'm Melissa Oliveri, writer, host, and producer of the Skylark Bell Podcast. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.